Gondwana Records Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gondwana Records Podcast. My name is Mari, and I'm sitting down with Hania Rani, an award-winning pianist, composer, and singer from Poland, who just released her third solo album, Ghosts. On the last episode, Hania talked about her musical roots and her life-changing experience of moving to Berlin. Berlin is such a amazing place for music especially electronic music and techno amazing place as well to realize that people can be themselves she also revealed how she sent her music to gondona records for the first time and met up with our label founder matthew hosso you say yeah it's it's really great we like we love it when can you come over to to london and i was really fearless back then and i said yeah immediately <laughs> They booked my flight and came to London and we met with Matthew Hassan. In this episode, the story of how she was signed to the label continues. We have a Q&A session at the end of the show, so please stay tuned. Gondwana Records released your solo album, piano solo album. How did your life change? Hmm, <laughs> change... Oh, it, it just changed. And just also important thing to mention, because I sent them two albums. I, I remember we had this chat on the bench in front of Barbican with Matthew. And because I was coming from a very different environment and also, you know, just from Poland, I knew just Polish music market. And I was so surprised when they said, you know, this solo piano album should be your debut album, should be your first one. It's great. And I was so anxious because I thought, who will be even listening to it? I mean, it's just a piano solo album. I mean, how you can even do a debut with this kind of subtle, sensitive, very calm, very silent music. And I was full of doubt. I thought you cannot, it's like a bad choice almost. But I, I thought on the other hand, they have such big experience and and probably I just need to trust and I'm very grateful because this was just a perfect choice I think and it was such a great beginning for me and um, and I think yeah that there is something very exceptional that people really notice it because maybe you know what helped me I think in 2019 it was great also to be a woman and also probably that I was coming not from UK not from France not from Germany I was coming from Eastern European country it was all a little bit exotic a bit different from from what was going on and I think it was a good moment basically I think it would be way more difficult now for me to 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 make this debut album especially with a solo piano album and what changed for me I just basically was uh, able to perform my music and to share it and, and many people also basically noticed me in a way like other artists and they told me they commented that actually it's really nice what you're doing which was so mind-blowing for me so I was also able to work with many musicians that I admire yeah I was never thinking I would be performing my own music on stage I was never I even didn't have this kind of dream because I thought it's impossible so everything what is even now still happening I am thinking oh my god <laughs> it's just a it's, it's not even a dream, it's kind of surreal. 
you remember first time performing your own music on stage in public? Very well, because it was one of these also life-changing moments that made me think that maybe I should just do a little different kind of music. It was many years ago. Um, this is how actually many things started for me back then in Poland. We were asked with my friend Dobrava Choher that we, I am also sometimes working with, collaborating with. Um, she's a great cellist. And we were asked to <laughs> to do a classical arrangements of songs of a very famous rock band from Poland. Its name is Republika and it used to be a very important band, especially during communist times, you know, this kind of band that was bringing people hope and it was also amazing music, amazing lyrics, but it was also very much kind of radical and involved in political movements and it, people, it was kind of a band of my parents' generations and was, you know, encouraging them to, to fight for freedom. And also we were admiring it with Dobrava, but it was very different style, it was very rebellious, very kind of very rough music. And we were asked to do it and we said, yeah, well, why not? Let's let's do it. You know, we were coming from a very different environment, so we were not so embarrassed maybe. We thought, yeah, we, we can we can try to do it. And and uh, back then Dobrava was not really doing her own arrangements or any composition so I said yeah I would try to do it I would just you know I will figure it out but I did 10 arrangements and and somebody heard us because we were presenting three of them on a kind of a festival in memory of, of this band or memory of this artist and somebody heard us from the radio station and they offered us to play a full show like live show in the radio, which is a local radio, but still it's a very popular one, local radio in my uh, region that I come from. And and yeah, we agreed again and we promised to prepare kind of a full show, so 60 minutes. And that was the first time that I felt, I, I you know, I was extremely stressed. And it was the first time also for us to speak during a performance, because when you're doing classical music, you never speak. So I remember Dobrava was just sitting in the car, my father was driving and she was just so crazy stressed and she said, you know, I am not stressed about playing, but I don't know what I should say because I never, you know, I was never doing it. So we were just, yeah, we went on stage, we started to play and I felt so free and I felt so crazy good. And you know, once you have this experience and you feel like, I can do it. I have all of, you know, I can just use all of my tools, my technique. I can express things. I have so much inside of me and I'm able to express it with my instrument that I spent 20 years and I'm not stressed. Actually, it's, I'm encouraged. You just remember this experience. And then I was really just f like looking for opportunities to do it again and just, you know, just being involved with as much as possible projects and and things that allows me to compose and to perform my own music. So, you know, it was very little things and it took a lot of time, but it was just addictive. So you like performing live? 
yeah it's, it's my thing definitely i love this inward work and being just alone and just compose and not traveling and not touring for some time but i think i also love to be i love to be off stage yes what do you like about being on the stage and having audience in front of you um it's very difficult thing to even explain and i don't know if i can answer yet what is it to be on the stage and you're surrounded with most of the people are strangers and this is such a almost ridiculous situation that you are giving so much on the stage and you want to give so much you always want to give your best and you always want to give something very deep and important and ultimate somehow uh, to people that you don't know um, so I, I don't know what is this energy. I, I know that some people call it connection or some people call it, you know, it's, it's definitely something transcendental and, and that is it's a very peculiar, peculiar feeling. And I don't know what really encourages me to, hmm, to do it and to be so motivated to do it. I don't know even if it's like people or if it's an er energy and so I cannot really explain it, but they, there need to be there need to be um, something about it. And I know that some artists really analyze what's going on during you know the performance and what makes them feel encouraged. And obviously, when the crowd is excited, it always encourages you. I'm very embarrassed, for example, when people are too close to me. I feel a bit like oh it's my safe zone and somebody's really crossing and watching my you know fingers watching my movements I really feel more more relaxed when there is a huge hall and I just feel the crowd but I don't recognize each person because I'm I'm a bit shy as well <laughs> Let's talk about your relaxed zone outside of music. Another another difficult question, I think, but definitely, especially when you're touring so much and you're 
moving so much and traveling, you feel immediately relaxed or you feel immediately comfortable if you can just stay in one place for a tiny bit and you have your personal objects. <laughs> so this is kind of a feeling that already makes me feel good and, and relaxed and you know and you can just actually arrange the space where you are. When it comes to my other passions maybe I have a big kind of um, love to visual arts and you know to photography to film and just to telling stories. I, I love to read, I love to understand things and to now also I actually listen a lot to podcasts as well um, so about other people about other artists about other um, writers so definitely there is there is some kind of um, temptation for me to understand as well as space and to cr maybe even with my music I very often start from imagining the space or kind of visual elements or kind of visual word. I need to visualize something in order for me to fill it with sound. And especially when it comes to solo albums, which are such a huge narrative, it's kind of, you know, almost like a, it's a big novel. It, you know, there are so many chapters. I really need to create a whole word in order to communicate it with other people. I really need to be sure about every angle, every corner, every little room there in order to explain to people why it's dear to me, why it's uh, important for me. And in order for me to, of course, be able to imagine always new things and more interesting, more surreal or, or whatever, I also try to, yeah, just nourish myself with with things that I find interesting but it doesn't need to be extremely you know stimulating I write I really love as well very easy things and I can be really fascinated by a place that is very empty or it's very boring or it's very local too because I'm also traveling so much and very often f far away I also feel like to be to stay a bit in a local environment it's good for me and I find that I can also find there very many interesting things. So I, I think I'm trying naturally to balance a bit my life. coming out but you also do lots of commissions you play with other musicians you make music for dance or film or for 
a sculptor. What is different between making your own music and making music for someone? When I think about it longer and longer, the major difference is definitely that there is tiny bit less responsibility in a way that there is somebody else who is creating this new reality, this new world, this kind of thing. So for me, sometimes it's actually tiny bit easier to be more courageous because I can hide tiny bit <laughs> behind somebody else. Um, but maybe I'm also, I, I guess it's also my disadvantages when it comes to scoring movies that I always also compose music that I just personally like. I'm not really composing functional music, I think. That's why probably I'll be never, like, you know, um, scoring uh, Marvel movies that need to be, needs a lot of precision and need to be really just, you know, on point and just bring various certain emotions. But probably also it's kind of my advantage that I am always, like, trying to just bring something very personal in a way that... When I watch the movie that I'm going to score, I just want to yeah, give my personal comment, what I think about it. And then we can, of course, discuss. We very often have a reference and we, we, and that's, that can <laughs> turn out into the disaster references, unfortunately. And just wanting to, you know, director of me to follow very certain style but um, I think this is very important that I somehow don't maybe yeah I just compose a little bit similar things that I would compose for myself I just want to bring the best the best the things that I'm also very certain about and I'm sure and um, you know happy about so um, but there is something about that um, definitely working on movies or some kind of different project than my own solo albums makes me or hopefully it will always be like this they, they encourage me to look for some other uh, things and to use different tools to use different instruments arrangements and very often also taking uh, my upcoming album these moments are also starting points for compositions for my solo albums because I'm just looking for something very different and then, yeah, this is, you know, a scratch for, for something else. So in my life, this is very much intertwining and it's very connected and I feel I need both of these words in, a, in order to be creative and to always bring something new and I'm just praying it will just continue like this because um, yeah, it's very nutrition Records Podcast. 
Now we have to move to the Q&A. It's yeah. time for the Q&A <laughs> for Hanya. And we have so many questions coming from your fans. The first one is from Julia. Hello, I'm a big fan of your music and I, I noticed you also have a special eye for visuals. And your Instagram page is probably one of my favorite. Can you name some of your favorite visual artists? Oh, this is a very difficult question because there are plenty. And I would say this is the same answer for music. If somebody asks me for my favorite composer, I can maybe pick some of them. But um, but it's it's very difficult to say. And I have like, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I have this kind of need in me, you know, to also share a visual side of my creative process because somehow I think also it explains a lot about my music it says a lot what I you know what I f- certain feelings and I think uh, I mean we are living in a very visual world everything is visual everything is a bit moving but but I have also like this this feeling that I would love people to understand my music I want to explain it but I think explaining music with words or just writing something down it always feels like a little bit uncomfortable or a bit like missing the point and that's why I thought why don't I just try to do something else which is you know I'm not professional at all I'm very amateur and I'm of course doing it in a very kind of it's a very intuitive way and sometimes most of the time it looks just nice it's it's you know it's not really art I would say but still I think there is what I try at least to capture and what is important for me and more and more important that is always connected it's like very wholesome it's very holistic and if somebody really would like once to analyze all of these pictures i'm sometimes posting on or i once released also a book with my photos from my very first tour in 2019 you could probably do a whole analyze when you analyze the music and and pictures and what actually is my my mind so um um, yeah, sorry, I will not really answer the question about my favorite visual artist because I, my brain is now empty, but I'm kind of interested in many and try to as well explore many and go to exhibitions or, you know, see things. So if it's an answer, I would like to answer this way. No, I think that was a perfect answer. <laughs> and the next question comes from Dominique. Dear Hanya, you have a lot of beautiful music that you have never played live in front of an audience. Can we hope that we will be able to experience these pieces live with an orchestra at some point? That's a great question. And maybe, you know, it's sometimes also difficult. Unfortunately, there is always so little time. Some pieces are also very difficult to perform live because maybe you need a different arrangement or maybe actually they're very... um, I also need a certain, for me, I, I always like to bring very certain emotions on stage so some things I feel I would not have enough patience (laughs) maybe to to perform every day I also try to pick things that I'm able to imagine performing every day they they have like this kind of character that um, allows you to improvise a bit or you know like open form and stuff but um, that's a great motivation and I'm actually really thinking about um, doing a very special set of concerts next year 
uh, with like kind of full arrangements live with with strings with with brass and this is something that I really have in mind and and f- I hope that this way I can really bring on stage um, pieces that are really difficult yeah to perform but but thanks for reminding me that I should always just also revisit my own repertoire and yeah it's a good motivation amazing and the next question comes from silent talks Hania I'm a composer based in Valencia I would like to ask you how you got to release yourself at the beginning and because I am at this point right now composing, mixing, and promoting everything myself, I find that that is a little bit too much. I would like to hear your tips. Yeah, I'm extremely impatient person. Extremely, really. And that's why probably I had to quit classical music because it is a lot of patience. And I was really always very curious what will happen. And even if things were not really ready yet, uh, because I'm aware of it, I was always just curious, what if? What if I just send it over? And what... Yeah, I'm, I think the curiosity in my life is very, very, very important. And sometimes I'm regretting it. <laughs> but this definitely happened, I think, with, with especially first album, I sending the demo, which was not ready yet, not mixed, not mastered at all. It was imperfect. But at some point I thought, yeah, time is flying. And I was back then 28 already. And my debut came out when I was 29. So it was quite late for for a debut so I was very impatient I was very like thinking life is short and so if this helps I would recommend this <laughs> great tips and the next question comes from Amy behind her lens hi Hanya I've been a fan since the early days your music brings me pockets of peace in a hectic world. I'm curious how you were able to open to so many doors to get where you are now. Did you have a mentor guiding you along the way so you can more easily navigate the industry? I think I was uh, lucky to be surrounded with people who made it somehow. And um, I remember yeah it was like just they were appearing in my life from time to time and i could just observe how they are doing it and very often they were just basically very very focused on one thing let's say releasing an album which was which followed you know they were they were never yeah, everything what they were doing, this was my observation, it was very focused. So they, even if they were thinking, okay, I want to release this album, I want to release this music, they really were paying attention about how this music looks like, how I look like, or what is like, you know, like the visual side of it, or maybe what these lyrics means for me, how I'm really believing in it somehow, or maybe where I'm performing, because, you know, there are so many different kinds of music, and music doesn't need to be also uh, followed with whole visual side. There is so much amazing intellectual music, experimental, that can be a bit more, you know, more... um, Yeah, it doesn't need to be so bright and and full of assets and, and stuff like this, but... What I really observed, also like other uh, person that I'm thinking about now, it's a huge, he's a huge countertenor, 
he was always like just really trying, going everywhere. And we were a bit like maybe motivating each other because I even getting the mail from Gondwana, you know, 2018, I had no money. I mean, just going to London was not so easy, but I somehow, you know, there was always like I was just doing so many things just to afford all of these plans and just to do little videos for my own music or just asking some other people, some other um, artists, oh, can you just do it f with me for free right now because I have no money, but maybe we can do something nice. And just asking for opportunities. I can say that in the beginning I was sending around 100 mails a day to venues, you know, just to be able to perform. And, and of course I was getting maybe one answer a week or one answer a month like it was not easy but I was so motivated I really somehow wanted to do it so I was very very focused and and somehow you need to just believe it because it will take time it was not a month for me it took many years so I was extremely patient but I was also again very curious thank you the next question comes from Fraser Guitar I would be curious to know how you balance practice and writing time. Yeah, this is difficult because when I'm touring I am not able really to compose. Sometimes I'm <laughs> I'm really pushed because there are some deadlines or there is some kind of um, something that somebody really wants me to do and then I say yeah fine and it happened to me a couple of times but usually it's you know it's on the edge but I'm trying in the beginning like let's say now planning next year I'm always trying to block a couple of months that I'm not going anywhere I'm just in one place and then I'm just composing and and I think you know still I'm in a very luxurious situation I don't have kids and don't have so much responsibility and I think if people that I know them working with have their family life they have so much responsibility and they can still compose and do things I think it's just a matter of well planning your time and just you know being very focused because sometimes you will have just a couple of hours but you can really you can really make it and it's not ideal because there is some you know romantic uh, vision in, in me that it should be you know just very free you should be able to go for a walk and then think and it would be ideal but it's not always like this and sometimes things you know mm, compose and or made in a huge rush somewhere maybe in the middle of you know in between points and they also can be great in general i really believe that you need some time and i'm also trying to block in in my year couple of months for me to to compose and to focus but i think if it's crazy and if it's you don't you are not able to do it sometimes also it's good i don't think there is one way i think it's the most important just basically you need to know what you want to say and you need tiny bit of time that you can really 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 just focus thank you i'm gonna ask you the one last question for this part what is piano for you piano for me is a part of my life it's a part of me right now because it's um the only stable element in my life that really don't change it's always there and it's a good friend and and definitely we have like relationship is also you know sometimes I'm also feeling that it's so much representing me that I'm a bit like uh, I want to be 
almost detached from this sound because I want to just create music, not just piano music because it's also limiting me. But but it's you know it's kind of a safe safe zone and it's 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 also it's a very challenging element. It's always like you know pointing oh you didn't practice or you didn't you know pay attention you're just repeating the same motifs which are easy for you but you should really look deeper and what is also amazing uh whenever i have a bit of time and i can listen to music or i can listen to other artists and then you realize oh my god there is still so much to find it and to research and to you know you can really there is like no limits when it comes to to sound that piano can bring and this is this is amazing and definitely you know from because it was my first instrument and I don't play any other instruments I sometimes sing but definitely defined also my my way of understanding music it was from the very beginning very polyphonic very very much um, also based on harmonies and and um, melodies and rhythm come Uh, came way later I would say even the rhythm is still a bit of uh, <laughs> my weak point but I'm very yeah my mind is very harmonious kind of I'm, I'm very much into harmonies they they really affect me and they can really touch me and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to choose them wisely as well so yeah I you know I'm playing the piano I think right now maybe around 25 years <laughs> something like this it's, yeah, I, I once said I don't really remember how it is not to play the piano and I think it's true thank you so much Hanya for sharing the wonderful stories thank you so much Gondwana Records Podcast. Coming up next in episode 7 and 8, we are going to explore Hania Rani's latest album, Ghosts. She will share in-depth stories and her inspiration for making the album. Thank you for listening and see you on the other side.